let's just stay in that place for a little bit. Some of the most powerful times with God that I've ever experienced have come from just waiting on the Lord. And so, like, Ryan's going to come up in a second and give his message. But if we could just take a moment and just wait on God. Because it's, he is here, and he is doing stuff. And we don't want to take one step. been on the edge a lot of like and really need and want to experience an amazing like just an awakening like they feel like they've been dry for a long long time but we want to experience an awakening and I encourage you don't wait press in because tonight God it can bring breakthrough and he will bring presence would be so thick in this place that we can feel it, Lord. That we can feel it in our hands and just throughout our being, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for Ryan's message, that it would just cut to our hearts. And Lord, that you would just prepare us to hear what you want to speak to us. And I thank you that you have been speaking to Ryan throughout this week. And we thank you that you will use him to touch us and that you will touch us through him, Lord. We thank you that your hand uses us, that we can partner with what you're doing. We thank you that you're not a God who's far off, but you're a God who goes the extra mile and comes close. And that as we draw near to you, you draw near closer to us. That you go farther than we go, Lord. We thank you for that. And we pray that you would just anoint Ryan with everything that comes out of his mouth, Lord. That he wouldn't say a single thing that isn't in line with what you want to speak to us today. pray that this place would be a place of joy and peace. We thank you, Lord, because you are God who is so worthy of our praise.
God, that it is well with our souls. It is well with our souls because it is, it is well with you. And Father, I just want to thank you for every single person that's in this room right now, God. I know I don't know every one of them, but I, you know every one of them. And whether this is their 50th or 100th or first time here tonight, God, I thank you that we can call them family. And we can call them family because you are family, God. And I thank you that family just isn't this buzzword that we use. But we want to be a family to each other in good times and in hard times. Because that's what you call the church to be. The church is not just this building with four walls that we go to every Sunday. But a church is meant to be a family that represents you, Jesus. That reflects your heart and your love to each other in good times and hard times. So God, I pray that you first speak to me and then you speak through me. Remind us and show us what family in Christ looks like. And let every single person in this room, myself included, know that they're never alone because we have each other and most of all, we have you. I thank you that it is well with our souls. Have your way tonight, God, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may have a seat. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks, worship team. That was awesome. Can I borrow this, bro? Oh, what's up, everyone? Thank you for coming out tonight. We are super pumped for this new series that we are starting called What is Family? Um, as you can see, our rock star band picture, like that. I didn't design it, whereas we had a, like five people trying to design it. We went to Mexico this summer on a mission trip, um, and we kind of took, being funny, we took this band picture, and we were really talking about like family, you know, and we had different pictures, and... Um, but we kind of thought this kind of was a cool little fun image to use. It kind of reminds me of Friends. Do you, guys, do you guys know that show, Friends? Yeah? All right. <laughs> so, but man, I love that. But man, is, 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 raise your hand if this is your first time here tonight. There's a couple first-timers. All right, sweet. Thank you. Give you a round of applause. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not going to be weird and make you come up front and introduce yourself or anything. Um, but, uh, man, thank you so much for coming out and for every, every single one of you for coming out tonight. Uh, we are starting this new series. We just kind of ended the introduction of a live, kind of talking about our purpose and our destiny and our identity. And we're, we're starting this new series. I love all the cameras that are taking pictures right now. Yes, I mean, I know I look good with those sunglasses, but I can give you that pose if you want it. You guys don't need to, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Tuck? Yeah. Yeah, you can put that on your Facebook profile if you want. All right, bro. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all right. <laughs> um, 
But man, we are talking about what is family. And as we are praying, as, as the coaches uh, uh, this summer met every other week, and for those new people, coaches are, are kind of our young adult leaders that help disciple the student leaders and, and anyone who wants to be a disciple. So if you want that, um, make sure to email me, and I'll connect you with some awesome people. But we're really praying and saying, Lord, what do you want to speak about this semester? And we use this word family a lot. And anyone who came last year, you know, like, we, we say, like, I actually want to change the word alive college ministry to alive college family. Because we don't want to be a ministry. We don't want to be just something where people come to a church and, you know, act all nice to each other and then never see each other again, right? And we want to be someone that, like, we can be real with each other. We can answer the phone, you know, at 2 in the morning when we call and, and be there through good times and hard times. I tell my leaders all the time, like, sometimes, like you, half of these people might be in your wedding one day. And, and the friendships that are happening here at Alive, like, that's what Alive is meant to be. It's meant to be a, a family that just doesn't happen on Tuesdays, but happens throughout the week. Um, Jess, you know I'm going to do it, but a, a plug for fall retreat. We have almost 60 people signed up for fall retreat. It doesn't, it, we probably maybe have 70 people in this room, so I think that shows you that a lot more people, you know, are involved in this thing. And, man, if you guys want to come, it is not too late to sign up. Um, please email me or talk to me after the service. Uh, we're going to Camp Warren, 45 minutes from here. All you need to bring is a bag of clothes and an open heart. Um, we, we're staying, we're, last year, if anyone went with us, we were staying in cabins that didn't have heat. We have heated cabins. They have their own showers, <laughs> um, good food. Um, it's going to be a blast. We're going to go on hikes. We're going to play a lot of football and ultimate frisbee. That's, that's right, Ben Pause. I know that's the reason you're coming. Um, <laughs> man, we're going to have fun. There's going to be art things to do. And, and yes, for you girls, you're going to have fun too. So, but some of the girls already told me they're playing football, and I'm pumped for that. So, but, um, man, we're just excited. But we want to do things like this. You know, we try to have events almost every weekend so we can hang out, go to movies, do life together, so we can hang out and really be a family. Um, so I want to start off today and, and just ask you, what is family to you? Have you ever thought about that? Like, what makes your family family besides having, like, the same DNA or same blood? I know that's kind of weird, but it's true, right? Like, have you ever thought about, like, out of all the people that have lived, do live, and wherever, wherever live on this earth, you, God chose you to be connected to your mom and dad. They didn't choose you, and you didn't choose them. They didn't, you didn't choose your brothers and sisters, your cousins, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents. Like, God chose you to be connected to your family for a reason. And, and have you ever thought about, well, what makes me love my family? And maybe some of you are like, well, I don't really love my family. <laughs> you know, there's some people like that, I love my family too. No, I choose to love them, right? Um, but man, like, what, what makes you love your family besides just being born into their family? And, and you carry their, maybe their last name and look like them. And then when we say we want to be a family in here, like how does that translate from the family we knew that we grew up with? So I want you to think about what is family to you? As we prayed this summer and as I asked uh, different leaders and different students, I just, we came up with all these different characteristics of what we think family is. And that's what this series is going to be for the rest of the semester. Each night um, we're going to look at a different characteristic of what we think family is and what we want this ministry to be as a family. So I'm just going to read through a bunch of the characteristics that some of our leaders said. Family is faithfulness. Family is steadfastness and being known. Family is vulnerable and honest with each other. Family values each other. Family knows each other and doesn't leave each other out. 
Family is a choice. Family pursues each other. Family chooses each other. Family protects and comforts one another. Family fights for one another. Family is respect, holding them in the highest. Family is forgiveness. Family is rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. Family is there for each other. Family is real with each other. And family is loyal and faithful to each other. Family is honor and loving each other through everything, no matter what. Family leads one another to have in love and brings out the best versions of each other through love. Family brings life to each other, not tearing each other down, but building each other up. Are we bringing life or are we bringing death to our family? Family is love. Family is home. Family is patient, patient, the fruits of the spirit. Family is a representation of the Father's heart. Family is sacrifice. I'm almost done. Family prays things through together. Family is diverse, but yet united. Family pulls out each other's strengths. Family is unconditional love, and family doesn't give up on each other. Family stands together and allows nothing to separate. Family is hard. It's not easy, but family is worth it. There's just some pretty powerful characteristics that as we prayed and we talked about, a lot of the coaches came up with. And again, I ask you, what are the characteristics that defines your family or defines the family that you want to be to people? I know that was kind of a weird word if I said, do you bring life or do you bring death to people? But a lot of people come to me and students I meet with, they're like, right, should I do this or should I do that? And it's not really about right or wrong, but what brings you more life? What brings, or is it, is it building you up? Is it making you a better you? You know, my dad once said to me, he said, Rye, be someone that brings the best out of people. That when people see you, they get happy and excited because they're just going to feel better about life. And when, as, as a ministry, as a family, here on Tuesday nights, throughout the week, and just individually as Ryan Otto, are we people that bring that out of each other? Are we there for each other? Do we bring the best out of each other? When someone sees you walking down the street, what do they think about? And even harder, when we go home for Thanksgiving, when we go home for fall break, and we see, you know, um, man, for me, I love him, but my stepdad and I are just very, very different. And we can butt heads, and it's hard because he doesn't know Jesus, doesn't understand Jesus, and Jesus is my life, so it's hard not to talk about someone you love, right? And that's your life. And I do talk to him about him, but i got to be strategic. But how do we interact with someone like that, and how do we be the vessel of love that they need in their lives? And do I really love him for him? Because when I love him, Jesus is displayed through my life. Even if I'm not saying the words of Jesus, but I'm living the words of Jesus. How do we be family to people? What are some negative characteristics of family? Family is hard. Some families are, are broken. It's loneliness, lonely in some families. Some family seems non-existent. Some family hurt, hurt us because hurt people hurt others. Sometimes when we say the word family, I can see on some of your faces, it's not a comfortable word. It's not something that you love and get all excited about because it's been hard. And I want to say that that's okay. Because when others fail us, as we, as we all will, God doesn't. 
And I believe God wants to show, you, show us tonight, myself included, the family that he wants to have. This picture up here, um, you know, I wanted to show this and I saw this and, you know, some people are like, well, that doesn't look very family oriented. You know, he's by himself. And I was like, you know what, that hits the nail right in the head for me. Because I believe that the characteristic that we want to focus in tonight is that, I don't know about you, but I've struggled with loneliness my whole life. And even though my kind of family, I grew up, my mom and dad were high school sweethearts. They went to college my, their freshman year, and then I happened. I definitely was not planned for, by them, but I was planned by him. Amen? <laughs> um, they were not expecting to have a baby freshman year. They actually, as the story goes, they never ended up getting married. Um, I actually, around two years old, I think they broke up. Soon after that, my, my dad married my stepmom. I never even remember meeting her. I just always have known her my whole life. And I grew up, you know, uh, my dad wasn't around a lot. He traveled. He was always there, paid child support. But I didn't see him a ton, you know. And when I did, um, he kind of felt like he had to be the dad, you know, and kind of make sure I was in line. And cause I, I kind of, I was a, you know, a, a little rascal for my mom to handle and <laughs> still kind of am a little rascal. Amen, Leah? Yeah. Big rascal. I've <laughs> been working out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the courtesy laughs. Man, it gets better. You guys are laughing. That feels good. A month ago, I would try to say these jokes and just all the, you know, so thank you. Man, Kate, Kate Irwin has been praying for this, so thanks for the prayers, Kate. Wow. Woo. Amen. All right, I'm alive. Let's go. Um, but man, like, you know, growing up, it was hard, and I had all this anger when I would see my dad, and I just, I didn't, family was a hard word for me, and even though my grandparents loved me so much, and in a lot of ways were like parents to me, and I had aunt and uncles who, who are now like brothers and sisters to me, like I had family all around me that loved me, but yet I felt so lonely all the time. Can any of you resonate with that? And I remember I asking myself, like, God, I have people around me, and even to this day as a 31-year-old, when I see my dad, I mean, I love him, and, and we are definitely closer now, but sometimes it's three steps forward, two steps back. And I just never, you know, because I still think that deep down there's, like, there's stuff in there that I need to work out with Jesus, you know? There's, the, the, I feel like I'm a pretty patient, loving guy, you know, and some of you are like, man, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, I hope I am, I pray I am, but man, like, my mom, like, my mom and dad, like, both of them can just, like, we butt heads, like, so easy, you know, and, and it's because there's, I, I've struggled with this loneliness and this void inside, and so I wonder, what are some of the negative characteristics that maybe the Lord wants to speak to and heal at night? And I know for me, if you're anything like me, it's loneliness. And so that's kind of what we're going to be targeting tonight. I believe as we start off the series, I couldn't even really focus on a characteristic to talk about because the characteristic to talk about is family and how God brings family together. So I want to open up the word to Psalm 68. And this is what the word of the Lord says. Um, there's going to be a little on the screen, but I'm going to read the first part of it too. May God, may God arise, may his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him as smoke is blown away by the wind. May you blow them away as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God, but may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God, sing praise to his name, extol him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord and rejoice before him. And here it is, guys a father to the fatherless, and a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. 
It's one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. God sets the lonely in families. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. And God sets the lonely in families. And I love that to know what family is, we have to know who our father is. And again, last, last uh, month as we were looking at, well, how do we know what our purpose is and how do we know, how do we know who, our, who we are? And if you guys were in encounter, la- encounter night last week, everything points back to God. Everything points back to his heart. And I believe true family is a reflection of who God is. And I love this psalm right here, Psalm 68. It says, he is a defender uh, of the widows, a father to the fatherless. In other words, a father to the orphan, a defender of, of a women and, and a family that, doesn't, that the husband isn't there. And he puts the lonely in families. You know, 30, 31 years old, and I've wondered and prayed for a long time, God, am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to have a family, you know? And, 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 and I just would pray that and wonder that. And he brought this verse to me over and over again. That he puts the lonely in families. I remember as traveling the world, last year I was over in a different, or two year and a half ago I was in a different country, and I didn't know where I was going to live when I came back. And when I felt, felt like God said, I want you to move back to the States, I didn't know where I was going to live. Is that Ohio or Georgia or Champaign? And, and I, if I came here, who was I going to live with and what, I was, what was I going to do? And at the same time, my grandma, who was married to my grandpa for 50 years, went through a terrible and traumatic divorce. And she ended up moving here, the same grandma that helped raise me. And now as a 31-year-old, and I'm proud to say it, I live with my grandma. And a lot of you, a lot of you guys know her. You've been over her. She's, she's came to Alive. And, you know, I, we, a bunch of, she comes to church, and the whole church, call her Jem. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, what? I live with my grandma, and, and she's there to help me now, and I'm there to help her. So sometimes your family's with one person, you know. But when we look at, at you guys, and, and every time the leaders pray, we always break it out as family. And I think when I played football, you knew I had to bring up football once, right? Man, but I loved the brotherhood in football. I loved that even though we were not the same blood or not the same DNA or didn't have the same last name, we were brothers, and we would have fought for each other and died for each other on that field. And that's the same type of atmosphere that I want Alive to be, that I pray that Alive to be, whether you like sports or you don't. That we can be a family where you feel comfortable calling me up, calling the leaders up, calling the student leaders up, calling each other. That we can go to fall retreat, that we can see each other on campus and know that we're there for each other. Whether this is your first time or your 50th time, our doors are always open because we want to be a family that makes a difference first in our own lives and then on this campus. So God sets the lonely in families. A true family is connected in and through Jesus Christ. Well, you might be asking, well, what are you talking about, Ryan? How can I be family with someone that I don't even really know? How can I be family? I don't want to be someone's brother or sister that I don't even know. Man, I don't even know if I like them. I'm not going to call them family. And like, but when, G- when we ask Jesus into our hearts, you know, Jesus says, when I come to your heart, I will come and make my home in you. Me and my father will make our home in you and we will dwell within you. 
So literally, like, sometimes I'm down and I'm sad, but maybe I see Ben Paulsa walking around or at the weight room. I saw him there working out the other day. He's kind of a big guy. Um, and, and literally, I just saw him and I said, what's up, man? And, like, just seeing him, like, you ever meet people and you can just see it in their eyes? You can see the light of Christ in them? Like, you, you can just, like, feel it. And literally, it's kind of like, you guys might not know this one, but do you remember Captain Planet? Does anyone know that show? Yeah, we put our powers combined. It was like wind, ocean, fire. We formed Captain Planet. No, maybe. Man, you, YouTube it. Like, man, that really shows my age. But Kate knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, maybe Nate Wells, yeah. Um, but man, like, I think about that. Like, when I connect with Ben or I connect with one of you or I meet someone I don't even know I, and Jesus is in them, like, the Jesus in them, like, fires up the Jesus in me. And it's the same Jesus. But, like, literally we're connected through him. Like, like, he talks about the church being a family and, like, you know, the weird analogy of, like, one's a hand and one's a foot, you know. You're like, please don't let me be the foot. <laughs> but, but <laughs> hey, man, but with those feet, they, they help us walk, right? They might stink a little bit, but. <laughs> All right, we're going to. So uh, reel me back in. Where's Naomi? <laughs> um, but, man, like, we're meant to be a family to each other. And, like, we reflect Jesus to each other. So when I show this, this next picture, I can say that even though I'm not blood with them, that these people are family to me. This is another trip, another picture from the Mexico mission trip. And like, and when I look at you and I see Ryan Tucker or, I, or you know, I see Abby Ann and I'm just like, hey, bro, sis, like, I love you. You're my family. Like, it, it's so weird. I don't know if you guys are like this, but I noticed this. Uh, I was talking to Tuck the other day and he's like, yeah, I love you, bro, like on the phone. And I always say I love you to people before I hang up. But if you're ever hanging out with a non-believer or like my stepdad or someone and then you say I love you to like someone else, like, you just tell them you love them? Like, my, my mom would be like, Ryan, that's weird. Like, you're not one of those people that always says you love them to everyone. I'm like, but mom, I do. He's like, love is a powerful word, Ryan. Like, you don't really mean that. I'm like, well, no, like, I do love them in Christ, you know? And, like, there's power when we say that, you know? And that's what, like, every time I, you know, call my aunt or my grandma or my mom, I'm always, I always hang up the phone saying I love you. Well, I say that to, like, a lot of you guys, too, because it's true. Because through the power and love of Christ, we are family. And I love the verse in uh, Matthew when Jesus talks about this. If you want to open your Bibles or look up at the screen in Matthew chapter 12, um, verse 46 says this. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brother stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to them, who is my mother and who are my brothers? That's a weird question. Like, this is Jesus, and he's asking that? He says, pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother, here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. I just feel like, like read that again for a second, because I know the first time I read that, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is, this is Mary who brought him to life, right? Well, God brought him to life, but you know what I mean. He brought himself to life. Yes, that's another, that's another talk. But, man, like, this is his family who provided for him, and yet, like, he's sharing the word. He's passionate, and, like, Mary needs him and his brothers, and he's like, no, they're not my family. Like, you are my family. It'll be like my mom calling me right now and say, Ryan, there's an emergency, I need to talk to you. Be like, sorry, mom, you're not my mom. Like, this, you guys are my mom. You'll be like, man, this dude has lost his mind. <laughs> you guys probably think that anyways, but, um, like, man, but, like, there's such, there's such power in that. Like, what is he talking about here? And he's saying that anyone who does the will of his father, that they are family. 
that you guys are my brothers and my sisters because we are sent here. And again, it's not about buzzwords, but about saying like we are alive. We're alive for a reason and a purpose. We're alive for such a time as this. And the Jesus that lives in you and can inspire and ignite and help the Jesus that lives in me. And when we start walking this thing out together as a family and we're there for each other, people look at our lives and can see the light and love of Christ in us, and it makes a difference. I was just with an awesome dude today getting lunch. He's here, and um, Pralav, and, and I'm just, like, so excited to, like, get to know him as a friend. And he sent me an awesome text afterwards, and I'm not, like, boasting on me, but it meant so much to me. Like, I didn't even feel like I had this effect on him, but he's like, Ryan, like, when I, or he said Ryan, I'm like, you didn't call me Ryan yet, we're probably not that close, but hopefully you can't call me Ryan. <laughs> um, but he's like, man, like, I call myself Ryan. All right, stay tracked. There we go. <laughs> man, where's Naomi? <laughs> Hi. Land the plane, Ryan, land it. <laughs> um, but man, like, he's like, just being around you refreshes and inspires me so much. And, like, I wasn't, like, preaching to him. Like, I was just getting to know him. We were just having a meal and just getting, just make, building a friendship. And, like, man, when we do that, like, Jesus lives in us. I, one of my favorite quotes, it says, preach the gospel at all times, but only when necessary, use words. Preach the gospel at all times, but only when necessary, use words. Now, some of us need to, like, use our words, right? Because Paul also said, Paul, who wrote, you know, tons of books, uh, books in the Bible says, if you don't preach it, how will anyone know? So there is, a, there is a, a, a season and a way of we need to speak what we live out. But I also love that quote and says, Jesus can use us even when we're not knowing or, or wanting to be used. When our heart is connected to him and family. What about when our family fails us? What about when we think of family from our biological family and there is hurt? And there is pain. Or what about when we have friends like this who we consider family and they betray us? And I believe the Lord wants some of us to know, myself included, that sometimes we and our families will fail. But that doesn't mean God and his family fails. And I believe some of us has been hurt by friends we considered family and by certain family members that we trusted and we thought we're loyal, and we thought we're faithful, and we thought that had these characteristics. But God wants to redeem that and show you just because those aspects of family failed, his aspect of family will never fail. And do we believe that in our lives? Do we believe that even when the closest people in our lives, friends and family, fail us that he won't? A couple of verses I just want to share that, that spoke to me as I was praying about this. And it says this in, in Hebrews uh, chapter 13. It says, keep your lives free from the love of money and content, be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And this, is, this verse is actually comes from Deuteronomy 31.8 where the Lord himself says this. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. And do we believe that even when other people leave us, that even when other times that we are lonely, that we do feel abandoned, that we do feel hurt, that God won't leave us. That we also, that anywhere we go, even if we're not married, even if we don't have kids, even if we don't have a pet, that we have family, 
first in God and second in each other. That we might not see each other for five, ten years, you might graduate, you might never get plugged in here, but I want you to know this, even if you don't build friendships in this ministry that we want to be a family, you are always family in Christ because he is always family in you. And do you believe that he won't leave you and he won't forsake you? I remember as a little kid, I would go and visit my dad and I would be so scared because I didn't want to leave my mom. And again, me and my dad just weren't very close as a little kid. And I remember just crying, feeling so lonely at night. And honestly, guys, at 31 years old, I've been on a journey of the Lord healing that loneliness. But I used to look for it in girls and in sports and in things that I thought filled me up. But then I found it in him, and I found it in Jesus. And I remember when I got saved, um, I was 21 years old, and I asked Jesus into my heart, and it was this love that I've never experienced and felt anywhere before. And it felt like this big bag of bricks were lifted off my back. And for the first time in my life, I knew what it was to be saved. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I had a father who loved me. I didn't feel like this little kid at five years old, who was the man of the house, who had to take care of his mom, who had to do things, who had to watch his own back. But I felt like a, my father said, Rye, he did call me Rye. <laughs> I have a plan for you. And now your life is in my hands. In fact, your life has always been in my hands, but now you know it's in my hands. And guys, I feel like there's people here that the Lord wants to begin to heal what family is. And that's why we're looking at this for the next month and a half, two months. Because if we don't know what family is first for us, we can't be that family to others, right? We can't give others what we are first don't have. And I feel like there's some things that our natural parents have done great that we love, and there's some things that they've done poorly. And I just say to you, like, I, I do love my dad, and we are growing closer. And there's some things I admire and respect about him, but there's some things that I don't want to be like. And if I'm blessed to have a family and kids one day, I want to be different. And you know what? The practice starts now. I say to Kate Irwin all the time, we call each other our, our twin, you know, even though we're not, not twins in the natural, like, spiritual, we're like twins. And I say to her all the time that she's preparing, her and Leah and Lydia and some of the, the women here, they're preparing me to help me be a husband one day to my wife. And, and God's using them to teach me things that I hope I'm learning in this season so that when that season comes, I can walk out. I have three little cousins that I often talk about so much, and the Lord's teaching me how to be a father and how to be patient and kind and loving to them when they aggravate me and, or my little three-year-old cousin comes and punches me at a area in my, in my body that does not feel good. <laughs> and I literally have PTSD about that. Like, some, a kid comes around, I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, no joke. Sorry, some of you are, like, getting emotional because the Lord's moving, and I just made a joke like that. But, man, so I leave you with this verse. And if the worship um, band wants to come up, please, and Ben, you can hit those lights. Um, I want to leave you with this verse. And it says, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. The Lord will fight for you, and you only need to be, be still. Do you trust that God will fight for you? And guys, I know we're not perfect. There's a lot of other amazing ministries on this campus, and, and I, I'm not going to say that we won't ever fail you. 
but I'm going to say that we pray and we believe that we can be there for each other. And this is a picture of some of the leaders from last year huddled up. And uh, I, just, I just love that because we huddle up and we pray together and we're there for each other and we're not perfect with each other. Kate and I get in fights sometimes, we get in arguments, but we work things out because we choose each other. Kundai and I go back and forth and have conversations and sometimes he doesn't even want to talk to me because he's so annoyed. But you get what? We choose each other. And we want you to know if you're here, we believe you're here for a reason and we want you to be a part of this thing because we need you. One of, um, trying to have to get choked up. A very special person uh, came to this ministry last year. And uh, she said something to me that I'll never forget. It was, uh, we, we packed up and we, we ended alive and I was getting in the van and we, we bring a lot of equipment here. We got unload and this girl comes up to me, and I'm like in, my, in the van, I shut the door, and she runs up to me and like knocks on the window and startles me, you know, and, and, and uh, I roll down the window, and I had never met her before, and she, uh, she has tears in her eyes, and she says, I just want you to know that I've been looking all around camp, campus for a family, and I, I want you to know that I finally found it. And now uh, she has truly become like a little sister to me, and she helps keep me organized because she's my intern. And um, her name is Naomi. And Naomi has a story about family. And uh, at this time, I'd like to call her forward to share a little bit about that. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, so... Like Rai said, last year, um, I started coming to Alive. It was about October. Before then, I'd come to campus, and I just um, felt lost. Campus was big. I didn't know my way around. I had come from a pretty small town, and I had a really supportive family. And I felt like I was almost in this bubble. Like, my parents had raised me really well. My mom had loved me. She'd been there for everything for me. Um, yeah, and I just felt like coming to campus, I was seeing the world for the first time. I was seeing the hurt. I was seeing the sadness and the pain and the ways which we try to run away from God and find our hope in everything but him. And so I came to campus, and I felt really alone. Um, I was meeting lots of people. I was talking to lots of people. From the outside, it looked like I had lots of friends, um, but... I would come home at night and I would just feel really lonely and sad. And I wouldn't really know why, but I would just feel like I had a really heavy burden on me a lot of the time. And so um, this girl lived across the hall from me and her name was Abby Ann. And she was giving her testimony one night at a live in October and she invited me to come. And um, it was encounter night like we had last week at the church. And so I came and I just remember walking in and people looked at me and said hi and welcomed me like they actually cared who I was, like they actually wanted to know me. Um, some leaders pulled me aside. They asked me to tell them my story, where I was from. And the one thing I remember from that night is going home and telling Abby Ann, when they asked me questions, they were listening. They wanted to know. Um, 
they cared what I was saying. And that wasn't something I had had from anybody else besides my biological family. Um, I'm really blessed to have a really good biological family. I have a good relationship with both my parents. Um, but I never really found that same type of support in friends. And so coming home that night from Alive, I just knew right away that sense of family and peace and security um, was something really special that I never found anywhere else before. And so I started coming to Alive, um, and a couple weeks later is when I saw Rye, and I ran up and I told him how much this had meant to me and how much it had welcomed me to campus, and it really felt like home. And last year was a really big journey for me of finding this family and finding these friends that cared for me and loved me so much and me knowing that I actually didn't have to do anything to gain their love, to gain their approval, um, to gain their trust, their affirmation. There were so many examples around me, even just in class, you know, like we want to do well. We want to raise our hands and get the right answer and have the teacher be proud of us. And those are all good things and those aren't bad. But Last year was really a journey for me of realizing that I'm loved because I'm loved and I don't have to do anything to gain that love. And so this family means so much to me because I've literally made like some of my best friends through this family and next year we're getting a house together and we're gonna live together. And we tell each other all the time, like it's so easy to take for granted when we see each other all the time, like not everybody has friends like this. Like, these friends are special. And the reason why we can have these connections and the reasons why we can be this family is because we're rooted in the same thing. We're rooted in Jesus. And he teaches us to love and he teaches us how to love. And when we invite him into these relationships in between all of us, that's powerful. And so, yeah, like... When we give thanks to Jesus, that's what changes the atmosphere and that's what changes the relationships. And even this year, um, just being on leadership and growing closer with everybody at Alive, like this, what I'm learning here is helping my biological family. Like building relationships with you guys and like learning how to love each other is helping me with my family at home. It's helping me have more grace and patience with my dad. It's helping me not get mad at my mom when she calls me on the phone and is bugging me about something. Um, so yeah, I just invite you guys like as you meet people here, um, to not take that for granted. Like God is putting us together, everybody in this room for a reason. And I know we always say this, but this specific group of people is never gonna be the same. Like this group sitting right here isn't gonna be the same group next week or the week after that. And Jesus is showing us people right around us who we can love on. And that love is a process. Like sometimes you might not know how to love the person. Um, but just being there and being like that presence, you don't even have to sometimes say anything. And also just back to not like doing anything, just being, that's been a huge thing for me. And I think that, you know, what we've been speaking about over the past couple of weeks with identity has helped me with that so much because it wasn't until I realized that my identity was a daughter of Christ and that I didn't have to look for anybody else for approval that's when I could love people around me. Because before then, I was just worried about, did I say the right thing? Am I doing this right? Am I loving that person right? And it was so full of striving. And so when we just release our striving and just let God take over our lives and Jesus come into our hearts, that's when our love is powerful and that's when our friendships last. So um, I'm really grateful for all you guys and how we're running after this thing together. Um, 
And just even this picture right now of all of all of us facing forward, you know, like our praise is to him and we get to do it together. We get to run alongside each other. But at the end of the day, the reason why you guys are my family is because we all love God and we're all rooted in Jesus. So I love you guys. And this thing is special. Thank you. Man, I think I need to assign her up for preaching team or something, right? Man, gotta get up here, her up here more. Um, man, thank you, Noah. That was so powerful, so inspiring. Um, guys, I feel like we're gonna do something different as we enter back into worship. I know uh, we love to stand and raise our hands and go after things, um, but I actually, I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes and stay seated during this song. And I've asked Leah to, to sing this song, and I feel like this is a song that really the Lord is going to use her to sing over you guys. And there's going to be some leaders in the back, and we would just love to pray for you if you've struggled with loneliness at all. If you felt like, man, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what, what friends that I have. I don't know who I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. We want to be a ministry that is a family that prays with you. So during this song, would you just close your eyes? Would you just picture Jesus and just ask him, God, tell me who I am to you. Who is family? And if you're not feeling him, if you're like, this isn't engaging at all, ask him to open your heart because I promise you that he has something to say. Through the power of his Holy Spirit, he speaks. that we have people here that would love to pray with you.
bottle always just gets me because it's just amazing that we can establish our identity in just being just a son because he's the father and how it says you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and I'm loved by you it's who I am Geographically, Lord, just with time, just always. Lord, and you're also omnipotent, which means that you invade every space. Not only are you there, but you're at, it's it's active. It's not just being. Thank you, Jesus.
you all to go. So you should sign up and yeah, sign up by tomorrow. Thank you guys for coming.